Oh, welcome to Failure to Stop Breakdown Friday. It's the first breakdown of 2024. Man, do we have a doozy for you. We have a twofer talking about uh, the why the warrior mindset matters. This is uh, spawning from several, several messages from you guys about the uh, Kishan Sims case. This is a case where a young man enters uh, a police station. We're going to talk about it, break it all down. And then, uh, you know, it gets pretty crazy from there. Uh, but this also coincides with a case out of Las Vegas where inside of a car, uh, courtroom, the suspect leaps over the bench, absolutely demolishing the judge in what looks like a Goldberg-style WCW spear tackle. We're going to break down the, all of this and more right here, right now, on today's Failure to Stop case breakdown. And uh, you know what? We're just going to roll into the show. That You know that cool, catchy intro that we always do right at this point? Do, 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 do. Not going to do it. Why? Because Deadleg, our producer, didn't come in this morning. And I'm hoping he's okay uh, because last night he was up pretty late diving into some statistics for us on another show uh, that we're going to do that we're actually going to do on Patreon. And now he's not here for the day's show and he's not answering the phone. So, uh, you know, listen, I hope he didn't get through. You know, I'm just kidding. I know that that didn't happen, but uh, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers go out to our producer today, uh, Deadleg. But with me, as always, on Friday Breakdowns, current police officer from uh, the Orlando area of the United States, uh, host of the Anti-Hero Podcast, where he and a Delta Force operator uh, dive into all sorts of melee and crazy stuff. That podcast uh, is just one of my favorites. Uh, with me here is Tyler from the Anti-Hero Podcast. Tyler, how are you doing this morning? Good brother. Doing all right. I didn't, even, I didn't even give you a chance to sip your coffee before you had to talk again. No, I know, right? Yeah, thank you guys. Everything's uh, is is going into chaos right now. Um, so many things going on, and I, I do want to say that uh, Josh has just been doing crazy amounts of research for a new show that we're doing and it's a patreon only show so i say that to say i don't normally like to hype up our own stuff here and sponsor our own stuff i want to get right into today's mix by the way today's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash wolfpack and also factor meals forward slash wolfpack five zero but um our wednesday show last call where we do the political news it's been a fun ride doing that show and it's doing very, very well on the channel, on the podcast channel. Not everybody likes politics and not everybody likes current news, but man, a lot of you do a lot of you do so much so that I get more messages from that particular show on this channel than any other show. Uh, well, I take that back. Night shift top secret information gets a lot of messages. People see ghosts and stuff a lot. But anyway, uh, neither here nor there. So there has been a call for more news, which is very strange, Tyler, because I don't seem like the guy. I never thought I would be the guy to be delivering news. Yeah, well, I mean, you you would when we grew up, people that delivered news were proper, well-respected, you know, and... You know, you look at people like us and you're like, I wouldn't believe was anything a, I said. That was very low-key shit talk right there. <laughs> I feel offended. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, all right, what are you doing with the news? What are you doing? 
I don't know. What are we doing? I mean, you've been on the news show a few times. No, I thought you said, but you're going to. Oh, what are we going to do with you, it? You hyped it up like you're. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to get no. rid of it or. No, no, we're going to keep going on Wednesdays, um, but people want more. And I don't really want to clog up the channel more with more political news because I know that not everybody likes it. And also, um, you know, we were talking about it and we have a Patreon channel that's doing pretty well. We have a lot of Patreon subscribers and a shout out to all you guys uh, for being a part of our Patreon channel uh, where you get uh, tons of extra content like down the pole to firefighting show. There's a corrections officer show on there. Um, more sports stuff, more true crime stuff on there. And so we decided, hey, let's do more news Patreon stuff. So probably going to go um, do a lot more stuff on Patreon with news, political news, especially going into uh, the election season. For whatever reason, a lot of first responders, they want to come to us for the news. And in order to do that, we need to put a lot more time and investment into it because I don't want to be just another news guy uh, regurgitating bullshit news or news that's not pertinent to you just to fill time and space. But because it's election season and there's so much going on, dude, so much going on. They're evacuating, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, state buildings and Capitol buildings. Uh, we got tsunamis going on. We've got potential World War III going on. All of these things going on. It's so much and it's so hard to get into one Wednesday show. So we are going to do more news shows, but that's going to be on our Patreon channel. So if you want to be a part of that, it's only $2, $3 a month, $2.99 a month to be on our Patreon to get all this extra free content that's less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks, less than a cup of Joe at uh, Scooters, wherever it is that you're getting your coffee these days. And and it'll support our news uh, studio. We're also thinking about bringing on uh, somebody else to work for us, um, more of like a full-time gig as a uh, a secretary slash um, a publicist, if you will. And, and so uh, we've got to be able to fund her to get her on the staff uh, full-time. So uh, if you want to help us, if, if you're interested in that news and you want to be a part of this, go to our Patreon channel and become a member today. Also, the Anti-Hero Podcast, you guys have a Patreon, don't you? Yeah, but I was thinking about applying for the secretary position, Eric. Can I be your secretary? I mean, I, you know, it's a full-time gig, but I don't know that it comes with the benefits that you have right now. Is that, Being, is you know, you cops get paid so much these days. So much. Too much, even. <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is, a sec, is a secretary gig, what, what are the benefits? <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to be in my office at 6 a.m. Is it a, is it a mouthful? <laughs> oh, it's a mouthful. Uh, you ever heard of Bill Clinton? Never heard of her? Uh, I'm just teasing. But uh, no, today's show is all about the case breakdown. By the way, if you like my shirt, Corn Pop, uh, this and other uh, political slash conspiracy theory style t-shirts that are super fun. One of my favorites is one that says like Blue Beam, Northwoods, MK Ultra. It's just like a whole list of all the crazy conspiracy facts that have actually come out. That's a pretty cool shirt. Um, it's the redpillthreads.com, redpillthreads.com. We are proud to uh, partner with them up until Valentine's Day. We have like a little deal with them going through Valentine's Day. So um, I think there's a promo code coming. Um, I don't know what it is, but uh, that's because I'm a piece of shit. And, um, but anyway, really cool shirts. I really like this one, Corn Pop, because uh, everybody asks what it means. And if you don't know what it means, then if you have to ask me 
what my shirt means, then I automatically know we're probably not going to be friends. So it's kind of like the blue hair indicator. They got blue hair. I know I'm probably not going to get along with them. So it's a great warning. I love that. I like that. They just put it right there on their hair so that I know we're not going to get along. And then I can kind of like fake, fake it to make it, you know, fake the kindness and I don't say anything crazy. So anyway, great shirts. All right, let's do it. Let's, uh, we got some people in the live chat really quick. Want to get to them. Uh, Murr 530, Falconator, Armory Knights joining us. Michael Hendricks, Najkin Wayne. Looks like a lot of paid members today in the live chats. Loren, uh, Najkin's been a member now for 19 months. 19 months is still going. He sent us a care package. So we really appreciate that, Najkin, with all the candies and stuff. We, we appreciate that every year around this time coming from uh, Sweden or Norway or Iceland or something. Thing like that, uh, Nijkin's, uh, you know, one of our across the pond mates, Murph 530 dropping a super chat, ten dollars. Learn me something new, Tansy Daddy. Um, I'd love to know I, I, again. I, I never know if Murph 530 is a guy or a girl, so uh, Murph, I'd love to know what you learned. Um, and I'd be appreciated. Uh, Sarah Kelch back in the chats, man, dude, listen, if I ever uh, if I ever lose my wife to I don't know, something crazy like cancer or poison or domestic violence um i still wouldn't give sarah kelch a shot because she just looks too young but uh i'd love to see sarah kelch <laughs> get hooked up with somebody in the wolf pack and i can live vicariously through that couple. And you can marry them you can marry them you can I, officially yeah, I would love that she's like the internet daughter i never had yeah is that creepy your your daddy your daddy to everybody <laughs> Red's also in the chat. That was my old partner back when I was a cop. It's always good to see her in there. Uh, Red, quick shout out to you. Listen, I'm getting in shape quick. I'm getting in shape quick. I'm almost up to two a days now. Um, so we can have an ab show off contest. Let's Red and I um, do a ab flex contest against each other. Who has the most defined abs? Let's do it on my birthday, July 18th. Red, you have till July 18th uh, to just keep what you've got. Maybe kind of let loose a little bit. Um, and let me catch up a little bit, but uh, we'll do like a flex off. Um, I love to do that. She's probably like one of the most in shape girls uh, I know. Jacob Nickel uh, says Tansy time. Yes, it is. All right, that's enough uh, of the chats. Joe Russo joining us today. Sorry, guys. I love our chats. I love this. Uh, Red says laugh my ass off. Done. Let's do this. Uh, flex off July 18th. Fulcanator says, look, she's a kid from Epstein Island. Leave poor Sarah alone. She has to heal. Fulcanator, you might not be so far from the truth. Uh, she has some Russian descent. I think she's an orphan of some kind. She has foster parents. Um, uh, not real parents, but foster parents. Uh, but she likes to think of them as her real parents. Uh, I like to remind her that they're not real parents. That you are just an orphan from the land of Russia. And you may or may not have been trafficked from Epstein's Island. So um, I'm just kidding. As always, uh, love you, Sarah. Love all of you guys. Reginald Rutherford tuning in. Okay, I could do this all day. I could do this all day and I'm not. I'm excited. I'm excited because we're back from the break. I'm, dude, yeah, 10 days yeah. off of podcasting is terrible for me. Yeah, we got two two cases of breakdown. So luckily, luckily they don't. Each one isn't like a long, drawn out thing where we have to stop, stop, stop. They're just fucking quick, quick. But you know what, dude? Our last two breakdowns have almost been. Um, they were like top of the top of the three months. Like they they hit some top of the three months numbers, even though they're in like that shitty podcast frame that November to January, nobody's listening to podcasts and uh, their numbers drop every year this time. Same with July 4th weekend. But um, 
Those last two, the last two breakdowns we did were uh, were bangers, brother. Yeah, they were good. They're bangers, they did pretty well. Um, uh, Wayne says we we know the only reason Sarah made it off the island was because she was a mermaid. You're right. For those of you who are just listening and are like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, really, Sarah is a real-life mermaid. She has a mermaid channel. She wears the tail, the mermaid. She looks like she's 12. I'm not convinced that she's not 12. Um, she says she's like 24 or 25 or something like that. But uh, listen, I always say that anybody that tries to date her that is 25 or 30 or in that age range, they, are pro they probably have pedo tendencies. Because if you're dating a girl that looks 12... It's a little. How's she supposed right? to date? You know, if, if a 19 year old's hitting on her, that's uh, fine. That's fine. She's got it. But eventually when she wants to settle down, she's going to have to date a pedo. Is what you're saying. Well, or somebody that has those tendencies, yeah, you know, a, or, yeah. and, or at least he's going to have to live with everybody looking at him and being like, geez, yo, robbing the cradle much type type deal i would say that she probably is going to be after one of those girls that's going to have to settle with somebody younger than her so it doesn't look weird you know what i mean yeah yeah but men should be with older women that's i mean men are statistically retarded and yeah i feel like the, it's a better balance when your girl's older than you a little just a little bit not too crazy well, yeah, because girls mature faster yeah right yeah. that's what they say girls mature faster so I, I think guys should be with older girls for sure um, I'm not, my wife's like five years younger than me. Um, but we're on the same level age wise. Um, Sarah says it sucks cause she's, she's into older dudes. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, you're going to have to settle for the creepers, I guess. But, uh, Hey, girls don't go with the good guys. I know that much. I know that much. All right. Let's get into today's case. Um, by the way, you just got off of a huge diet. Like, listen, everybody does this every year and it ties in today's show. So it's really important to just mention. Um, I never shit on anybody for new year's resolutions ever. And I, and I have a, a good friend of mine. Um, I've mentioned this friend of mine. I want to have him on one day where we can just kind of talk shit back and forth to each other. Um, he's kind of, it's a weird friend of mine. He's, he's uh, from seal team four. I believe it is. He's a Navy seal for a little while, but uh, he and I have been friends for a very long time. And, uh, and we just call each other and, and hold each other accountable on certain things. And, but everything's, overrated to him not like overrated but like yeah i just don't do that like i'm not into that you know new year's resolution christmas i'm not into that new year's resolutions i'm not into that you know he's too cool for school he, but but he's not he's a great guy he's a great guy but it is funny that like if we put it if we wrote it down on paper without talking to him you'd be like oh he's too cool for school for sure yeah. for sure he, he he's even got the nice navy seal hair and everything um and in the uh, perfect family type stitch going on. So yeah, I guess on paper, he definitely is that guy, but I, my defense of this is New Year's any time that you think it's a good time to make healthy habits and do things. That's the right time. I don't think locker room egos should get in the way of when you decide you want to fucking make change. And if that happens to be as simple as January 1st, I say, go for it. What's your opinion on that? Um, I think if it, I, I was actually reading something yesterday about how having a date helps with a lot of people. I know, um, well, I mean, I, I even know one of our co-hosts, I don't know if he wants me to say it on here, but he's using January 1st to, for a lifestyle change. Uh, it's just people need that. Who is it? They, They're on our network? Anthony. Oh yeah. Conservative Anthony. Yeah. He's all in it right now, dog. He's yeah, really, he, dude, he, he's he, like, he, he, 
like a, but he's got like a sponsorship to do it too. Like he's getting yeah, paid he, to lose big weight. Um, he's getting he's getting paid to lose like I think like ninety pounds in ninety days or some shit. Yeah. So I'm but he, he chose the first. Yeah. Yeah. I started my journey December first. Uh, only just because right. that's when it just happened to start. Plug but, BJJ. I know the cult, and it, dude, it's such a cult, and I'm in it. I'm trying to pay. I want to pay either. I want to pay Josh or John, uh, money to to go and find all the times that you reference BJJ in every episode, and then compile it into. <laughs> it's like CrossFit, dude. It's like CrossFit, you know. But when I did CrossFit, I never talked about CrossFit because I hated CrossFit. I mean, I loathed it. I did it for like two and a half years religiously and loathed it i hated it i think one of the reasons i did it um as much as i did was because of my partner red and, uh, and i couldn't let her beat me in those certain wads uh however i will say that um i i did not join the, the crossfit cult i never talked about it i didn't buy any of the t-shirts i didn't wear the same clothes as everybody else i, I just fucking wasn't all about that life oh but bjj is like once you get in it dude it's 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 hard to not be a part of the cult. It's really hard not to be a part of the cult. I'm trying not to be. I'm trying not to do it. But yesterday, I for dessert, I bought those protein pancakes, and I was like, "Fuck, are they good?" Yeah, yeah. I had it with peanut butter today, and and not even syrup. I didn't even put syrup on them. I do the waffles. I, I don't even the Kodiak. I call that Kodiak. Anyway, that that it just does sign today's show. So just hang on for a second. Michael Hendricks in the chat says, first rule of CrossFit is that you must talk about CrossFit. I would argue it's the same thing about BJJ. Same thing. <laughs> first rule about being in BJJ is you got to tell everybody about it. I'll say the difference between BJJ, though, and um, CrossFit is that at least when you're doing BJJ, not only are you getting in the same shape as the people in CrossFit, which are also really learning how to like get that primal out of you I, there's something about like rolling around with a dude on a mat um that's better than you that's bigger than you and and you think you can beat them like they really convince you that you can beat them it's, uh, like, and it's you, like play wrestling with your dad when you're a kid like you're like yes you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you fall for it. you think for a moment i'm gonna be able to beat my dad and then all of a sudden dad's like kind of let you play along a left and they're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you choke you and you can't fucking swallow for the for the next three days um but you come back the next day and you're like nah bitch today's the day today's the day and you go in you know you get a little choked out and everything so uh it is been so much fun but you you have also been on on a weight loss journey as well um being a cop I'll, I'll argue this I'll, let's talk about this really quick and it ties into today's show so this is important this is part of the show this isn't just like us ch chatting it up this like literally has to do with the Kishan sims case that we're going to break down here in, in just a second but um i would say it's easier i'm at an all-time out of shape i mean i'm back in shape i'm getting back in shape no i'm not in shape i'm not even close but i'm getting there like I, i'm not i'm not even getting there i'm on my way to getting there i never had this problem as a cop I always battled weight as a cop and, and um, you know, because mainly because I was drinking a lot of beer and eating a lot of Chick-fil-A, but I was always in shape. I always exercised and it was very easy to exercise every single day when I was a cop because I knew that I never, ever, 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 ever wanted to be on a video like we're going to watch today. I did not want to be that guy. And I also didn't want to be the guy 
that his kids have to go to the funeral because I let the Chick-fil-A and the beer get the best of me and a, a, a shit bag uh, was able to be stronger than me. And then that shit bag would be able to tell all of his friends that he bested me. And I never wanted that. Do you think it's easier when you're a cop to stay in shape? And if that is true, why are there so many fat fucking cops? Yeah, I think it is. My, me personally, I, I think it is because um, uh, I, I started a routine where, you know, on my days that I work, this is my fitness plan. And on the days that I'm off, you know, it's more of a free structure. But I will say this, my first FTO ever, one of the first things he told me was you're going to get fat because you're just not used to the schedule, the stress. Like you're going to let the food hit you. But once you realize it, get it back in the check. And that's exactly what happened. My belt got tight within a month or two because we were just eating out. And, you know, and then I had to figure out, you know, what works best. Now I can't go into shift without a fucking killer workout beforehand. You know, I just, my endorphins open up. I don't even like doing these shows without a workout. I like doing a workout before these shows. So, you know. Yeah. I, when I was a cop, it, it was like, it, you're right, because I do remember having those times where it's like, you, the, the notches on your belt are such a great indicator, your duty belt, of like how out of shape you are. And I want to talk about this uh, as we jump into this, because I, I have to do this and you have to listen. Don't fast forward through this, please, because I think you should hear this as a cop. I'm not a cop anymore. I'm with cops constantly. I'm still not a cop. Okay. I, I understand that. And I know that. And I just talk all day on a radio. And so I don't really relate to you guys anymore. Although for 16 years of my life, I was in a, a role of either military or law enforcement. So I do have an understanding, but I'm not there anymore. I get that. I get that. And check this out. Let me just tell you this. When I stopped being a cop, I also stopped playing rugby. And it's easy for me to say, well, I can't play rugby anymore because I'm 37 years old. And, and 36 was my last season of playing rugby because I couldn't keep up with the younger guys coming right out of college. And I felt like they were letting me start sometimes when the younger guy probably should have started. But they weren't going to let the old guy, you know, be crushed. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, it was like an ego thing. So I, I kind of did like my, my own thing. It was this is all in my own headspace. And I was like, well, I'm going to take myself out of the equation so that I don't have to be a part of that conversation. And I stopped playing rugby. Instead of just saying, I'm going to stay playing rugby, I'm just going to tell them that I don't mind being second string or whatever. I did. I just took myself out of the equation altogether because of my ego or just because of the way I felt at the time. I say this to say, I, I say this because after I stopped playing rugby and I stopped being a cop, I didn't feel the need to go running. And then I justified that by saying, well, I don't need to go to the gym and spend two hours at the gym and go running because I need to spend that time with my kids. And that's true. And, and I spent a lot of times, uh, training my children and, and, and making them who they are today. And, you know, the legacy and all the, the, all the things, right. However, as time went on, fast forward to last year, last year was the hardest year of my life. I turned 39 last year. And I always said, I'll never be the guy that turns 40 and whines about being 40. I'll never be that guy. I'll never make that as my excuse. I quickly last year became that guy. I was doing the podcast. The podcast is going great. Everything is going good. It had its ups and downs, its trials and tribulations. Uh, and I was suffering all year last year 
of just this constant barrage of negativity. I was solely focused on the numbers of this podcast constantly. I was focused on um, just everything I, I wanted to do. Like people didn't want to sign contracts. I kind of, you know, it wasn't personal and I knew it wasn't personal, but it still sucks. And, you know, you're trying to work with folks and it's not working out the way you want it. And just all the negativity was kind of ruling me. And at the same time, I was getting super fat. And then at the same time, I was not able to get off of the couch. Like there were days where I would podcast with you guys, go sit on the couch and do research like all day. And the only other thing I could force myself to do is something with my kids. But there was like no me time at all. And I'm fine with that. And then I kind of like uh, Tyler and I talked about it. It was like a depression kind of set over me where I just like eventually around November where I was just kind of like, dude, I've got to go do something. I have to run. I have to get active. I have to do something because right now I'm just getting fatter and fatter and fatter. And the fatter I get, the worse I'm becoming of a person. I'm becoming a worse podcaster. I'm becoming everything's getting bad because I'm getting fat as shit. And every notch on that belt, dude, like it would take a week. And that notch was getting longer and longer and longer. And I'm getting fatter and fatter. And I'm getting more and more depressed. And then I'm like, I've got too much to do. I'm too far behind. I'm going to sleep in till, till 8.30. And then I'm going to sleep in till 9.30. And then I'm going to let my wife change like three diapers in a row without me even volunteering for it because I just don't feel like getting off this computer and going over there and do that. So I totally understand how you fall into getting fucking fat. Now you're on steroids. No, I'm not. I'm not on anything. I'm not. And everybody said that. Everybody said I should go on testosterone and I should do that. Oh, no, I did too, man. I know. I get you, dude. Everybody I know is doing it. Everybody I know does the testosterones. They do like the roids things at 40. I, they're doing all the things. I don't do any of it. I've always been the guy that like, I want to be mentally strong enough. I want to train my mind to, to be mentally strong. And then if my mind is mentally strong, and I want to go the distance and recover faster. I'll do all that. I just never have gotten there because my mind's never been that strong, I guess. But, um, you know, I am doing things now. And I started when I started jujitsu, um, things that naturally build my testosterone, staying away from potato chips, staying away from just certain things that, that crush your metabolism. And, um, and I, I kind of try to only eat things that will boost my metabolism and things like Dude, that. But uh, I dude. just want to say that I'm going to make a lot of fat references today in today's show. Dude. You know what boosts your testosterone like crazy? What? This dick. No. No. Uh. Uh. -uh. I mean, I don't know. Is that what you're? Are are you taking dick right now? Is that why you're getting jacked? Dick twice, twice a week actually. You're taking two dicks a week, or just the same dick? No times. It's two. No, it's two dicks. It's one dick two separate times. One is it the same dick two separate times of the week? Yeah, it's more spread out. It's too much. How, My did, body you, can't how did you pick that dick? Like, was the dick, like, is it a fat dick, skinny person dick? Like, what kind of dick do you do you look for in a testosterone-building dick? Black dick. Mm. Yeah. They're the most athletic. Yeah. So, you got good sense. genes, and, when I'm, and I want good those genes. genes in me. Yeah. All right. This back fair, part. Fair, fair point. Fair point. Because you're looking good, man. I mean, I, listen, it's natural. I might take that. Uh, take that instead of an injection. Take an erection over an injection. <laughs> Fucking gay. <laughs> um, no, I, so I want to say that, like, I don't want you guys to think as I go through this uh, case that um, I think I'm better than you because I'm not. 
And don't, <laughs> if don't you have to say that, then don't. <laughs> That's like people. I had this one fucking lieutenant on SWAT. I love him to death. He's the nicest guy in the world. But he was having to explain to the SWAT team how to be humble. And he's like, we're humble. And I'm like sitting there going like, dude, if you have no. to explain what humble is and that you're humble, you're not humble. Like humble is something that you don't have to explain. People see that about you. Like, <laughs> hey, you know I'm humble, right? <laughs> hey, let me tell you how humble I am. Uh, when I saved that kid's life, okay, I didn't go around and tell everybody I saved a kid's life. That's how humble I am. I don't stand before here before you today and tell you that I saved a kid's life and I'm humble. No, I, I, did you ever hear that speech? What like, you That one I just gave right now. Oh like, yeah, at work. Yeah. Kids, it's like, bitch, you're literally just telling this story to tell us that you saved somebody's life. <laughs> not that it matters or anything. <laughs> not, not that it matters, but I've saved 27 people. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so humble. Uh, listen, there's nothing wrong with a little humble brag here and there, man. Yeah. I've been guilty of it a few times. Gotta keep people um, in check. Gotta keep them in check. Gotta check them out. Uh, that yeah, listen, there wasn't so many school shootings when uh, when bullying was a thing. Like school shootings at an all time high. Shit didn't. Nobody was shooting each other when I was in schools, and uh, I think that's because bullying kind of put that to sh like you shame them out of shooting. Like they literally felt that they were too stupid and too little to even shoot somebody. Well, it's like any other mental illness, man. Like it's like I don't. I hate to say the p word, but pedophiles. Like back in the day, we we are we doing uh, that now? Wait, 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 are we doing that now? We we saying the p word? Why don't well, you say? I, we I, well, I, I forgot you don't. I forgot you don't care about the algorithm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the P word that YouTube doesn't like it, but oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, like those we used to uh get we used, what do you call that word when you ostracize them in society? Yeah. Like they they were mentally ill and they had those feelings, but they didn't have they didn't have the feeling that they could come out and be themselves. So they hid way down in their dungeons, right? And the same thing for school shooters. Those people, those people want to do things like that, but we would never like it's not. Now it's like we glorify, not glorify, but you know, now they have yeah. such a platform where like, if I do this, I'm going to live forever. Right. Yeah. And people are going to recognize me and people are going to sympathize with me. So bring back bullying. Bring it back. Bring it back. I'm for it. Listen, I got bullied. I was super small. I was a tiny kid. That's, I mean, that's the only reason that I, I did all the things, obviously, because I was a cop, right? If <laughs> You don't become a cop if you weren't bullied. See, see what happened? You bully people, they become cops, not school shooters. Yeah. Then bam. And if you bam. really bully, if you really bully them, they become state troopers. <laughs> state troopers are the guys. State troopers are just the guys that couldn't make it in uh, professional sports. They're the school shooters that didn't have the balls to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we love you, state troopers. Not really. Um. I had one the other day get behind me. I was shit my pants. I was like, why is it that like a cop can get behind me? And I don't give a fuck. State trooper gets behind me. And I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. I started thinking about all sorts of things. Like I was going home in my patrol car the other night, going 10 or 15 over, and one came up lights and sirens behind me. I'm like, this is the day I got pulled over in my patrol car and I got over and he just went, Whoa. Oh, that's the best. 
best. And let me yeah. ask you this before we jump in today. Sorry, you ever done this one? You ever like drive in early in the morning to work and you're in your squad car, but you haven't had like your first cup of coffee and donuts, you haven't even hit roll call yet. And then there's that asshole that's like weaving in the traffic and like just being a total cunt. And you're like, I really want to pull that guy over, but I also don't want to turn on my printer and log into, you know, the ticket writing software and do all the bullshit. And so you light them up and they pull over and you sit behind them and you just sit there until they finally like put up both hands. Like, what are you doing back there? Because you've been back there for like 10 minutes and then you turn off all your lights and they just drive away. I've never done that. You've never done that? Bro, Brother, I have done that. I have done that at least five times, at least maybe, <laughs> maybe more. I'm just going through my brain right now and counting as quickly as I can. I can count five. I can say five instances right off of the bat that I've done that. I will, I can't stand it, man. I get it. When, when there's a cop behind you and you want to go to the speed limit, totally fine, but don't do it in the left lane, roll in parallel with somebody in the other lane. So now I'm fucking blocked. It's, it's the most annoying. Just get over. Oh, yeah. that shit. I want to turn my lights on and troll them to the right side and then get back in the left lane. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that all the time. I used to just like pull them over and just sit there. And then, uh, and then I would just go lemon law, the lemon law. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get into today's, uh, breakdown because, um, it seems to be said guys, we traded warrior mindset as law enforcement officers to protect our mindset. Uh, this happened when I first started podcasting with Mike, the cop, actually one of the most endearing supervisors that I ever had came after me on that episode and defended, uh, uh, protector mindset over warrior mindset. And I said at the time, man, I really like this guy. He was a really good supervisor, low level supervisor. And this doesn't sound like him. This doesn't sound like the dude that I knew that would be defending something as dumb as the protector mindset. And he wrote me a lengthy, very, very lengthy message. And I read the whole message and in the message, there were some good points or whatever. And I kept having to like shake my head and be like, no, 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 wait, this is, <laughs> this is propaganda, dude. Why are you falling for this? Uh, he then made major and then retired shortly after. So now I know that uh, even somebody that I trusted and then I agreed with their uh, their uh, their advice and, and and mentorship or whatever. Um, I you know once you start playing the political the politics games and you start agreeing with dumb shit like uh, protect our mindset. But before he made major and before he started climbing up the the ladder very quickly there was a moment where I was like, well, am I wrong? Because if he's really into this protector mindset, maybe there's something to it and I should look into it. And the more I would look into this protector mindset shit, I was like, no, this is, this is dumb. This is propaganda. This is uh, taking balls away from cops. This is uh, neutering them. And it's just more propaganda. It's just more of this kind of like defund. Like it's, it's part of that total package that BLM was trying to sell to us. That wasn't a fucking real package. It, it was fake. You know, it's like, it's like transgender stuff. It's not real. That's not real. You're, you know, um, but what is real is that a warrior mindset can absolutely keep you alive. It can absolutely build morale. And here's the most important thing. The warrior mindset keeps those around you very, very, very safe. Not a protector mindset that doesn't keep anybody that doesn't keep the wolves at bay. Well, let me, let me, let me 
chime in a little bit. So I always talked about this. My my apparel line is called Refracted Wolf Apparel. Not a lot of people understand what that means. But I don't. You're I listen- can't even say it. What? <laughs> Neither can Brent, bro. He tried saying it the other day. <laughs> I'm like Retracted Wolf Apparel. So I wear like, your shirts all the time. By the way, seeing my son wear that um, be confrontational shirt that you have, like seeing him yeah, wear that at the skate park at 10 years old is fucking, man, it gets me. Yeah. So you got a little village, right? You got a little village. Um, you, yeah. That's full of sheep, right? You're a little village of sheep people, sheeple. Well, you got a sheepdog, a protector in that village that keeps the wolves at bay in the wood line, right? That's all he does, though. That's it. He's a protector. He's not a killer. You need a wolf to go take out that wolf. The, the sheepdog will protect you from the wolf and is actually statistically very successful at doing so, but he ain't going to go kill the wolf. You need another wolf to do that, right? So you need a warrior mindset. And then that's my, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No, no. You can't have always, have, you can't always have a protector mindset. It's got, you got to have somebody that's willing to go fucking do some dirty work. That's right. You got to some, sometimes you got to roll up your sleeves. What does that say? Like sometimes you, you, you got to roll up your sleeve, hoist the black flag and begin to slit throats. Um, <laughs> I always love that shirt. Um, I love that. Uh, yeah. So we get away from the warrior mindset and I really feel like, and, and now I, now I'm brave enough to have the argument because I think it's proven. And, and I say this because if you look at this video that I'm about to show you, I want you to look at the weight of every single fucking cop in the video. That's why I gave a whole 30 minute speech on New Year's resol- resolutions and weight, right? Because I'm going to say that th- none of these guys in this video, none of these guys that you're going to see are a warrior. Not one of them I would go to combat with. Not not now. Maybe when they were 23, 24. That's not how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be a war. You're supposed to be a badass motherfucker until you fucking retire. Then you can get fat as shit and tell the fucking war stories all you want. But when a kid looks up to you and says, your dad's a cop, and then they look at your dad, they should see a badass motherfucker. Not a fat fucking slob. With mustard stains all over his shirt and a cigarette half hanging out of his mouth and in a fucking non-duty belt in a in, in a police station. Every time you put your uniform on, you should be thinking, as what does that little Johnny, that little kid that expects me to protect him, to expects me to go to war? What is he going to think about me when he sees me today? Does he see a fat fucking chunky piece of shit or does he see a badass motherfucker? And you should want every kid on the street that wants to be you one day see a badass motherfucker. And when I see clips like this from today's incident, not one of you guys look like a badass motherfucker. You look like a bunch of fat turds and I'm sure you're great dudes and you were great, but that's because the warrior mindset has left the building and it doesn't take, but maybe one year to get that fat. And that's what I'm saying. I get it at 40 years old at 40 years old. I got super fat, super quick. I went from being 200 to 208 pounds. And listen, in six months, I was up to 226 fucking like two weeks later, I was up to like 229 and I was like, what's going on? How am I getting this fat? And then I watched these podcast episodes where my face is just getting fatter and fatter and fatter. I understand how quick it can happen, but it didn't start to happen. There wasn't this many fat fucking cops when I was a cop. And that's because the warrior mindset, the Lieutenant Colonel Grossman mindset, it was being taught in every single academy in every single big city. And there were actually other cops going around and talking about this mindset of being a warrior and being a badass motherfucker. 
And now what we're doing is you're getting dominated by mental health speeches, mental wellness speeches, and speeches about body positivity and, and acceptance and all this stuff. And now you've all become fat fucking pussies. Dude, they don't even ask anybody that has recently graduated some type of law enforcement academy. I know there's outliers out there. I know some of the academies, some of them still keep it, but they get rid of uh, Hell Week. They get rid of Hell Day. They get rid of yeah. Fight Week. Uh, I mean, I, my first agency that I was with, a whole, there was a whole fucking week, Monday through Friday, that was Fight Week. And Friday, uh, and it was actually both agencies. I, there's one I work for now, too. It, it wasn't as much, but that fi Friday... You put it together on the mats for eight hours. You put everything you learn and you fight. And you guess who you got to fight? You got to fight an instructor, a law enforcement officer that can fuck you up. And you got to prove to them that you could last in a two-minute round and not, not give up. Not that I can't breathe. Not that you have to prove to them. And that's they don't do that anymore. They're, it doesn't happen. They're too worried about liability. They're too worried about people getting hurt. They're too worried about people quitting because the job's too hard. So, you know... Essentially, they just don't. It's it's bad business to put it in there, especially when they don't want warriors anymore. They want guardians, protectors. Right. They want they want this whole protector thing. And what you were talking about, by the way, I want to get to somebody in the chat that says it all started with tasers, guns and cafe. Why we're doing this. Let me put this up here. Uh, send me like a little paragraph down here in the comments section of what you mean by it all started with tasers. I, I'm not saying I disagree with you at all. I just want to see where you're coming from on this. If, and I, listen, I can read between the lines. I know that you don't want to type a lot. But just, just give me like some basic bullet points and we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, love that you did it. But uh, um, what you're referring to, uh, um, for those of you who don't know, Hell Week is uh, that first week where you're just getting crushed. It's your first week of the academy. They're yelling at you. They're fat shaming you. Um, they're trying to weed out the week. I love it. I always tell this story. I don't know. I, I told it in my stand-up comedy a bunch. Um, but where the instructor says, uh, let me ask you something. Did you get raped by the muffin man? Or you just enjoy looking like a pregnant cupcake? And the kid quit within an hour. You know, because the kid didn't <laughs> to be there. <laughs> He's still one of the out of all the yeah. military training I've ever been to in my whole life, out of all the hazings I've gone through in my whole entire life, that one took like I literally was like two guys down from that, and I got in the push-up position. And this dude came by and he was like, What are you doing? What are you doing? And I had a smile on my face, and he got down and he was like, You I know, I know who you are. I know you've been through this shit before. That was funny as fuck, wasn't it? And I was like, He's like, I know you know it's funny because you just push him for it. And I was like, dude, I know the game, dude. I'm not going to sit here and make you guys uh, think something different of me. So, you know, uh, but that's Hell Week. And uh, and, and they have to re read out the week. And, and um, you know, they use the N-word a lot to see who it makes uncomfortable. And they try to like, you know, they tell mama jokes. And they just really try to get under your skin. And they get under a lot of people's skin. But they want to see who's going to break, quit. You know, so they don't have to worry about this when you when you have a, a real gun in your holster. And you're not going to shoot up the locker room. And then at the end of the academy, six months later or however long it is, they have like warrior week is what we call it. We called it warrior mindset training. Um, yeah. You guys call it what? What did you guys call it? You just said uh, uh, fight week. Fight week. We yeah. It. So we call it warrior mindset training. You guys call it fight week, but it's the same thing. So you have scat for a week, which is uh, combatives. And then after you've learned everything in scat and combatives, we have what's called warrior mindset training. And literally, nope, nope. I take that back reverse it. You had warrior mindset training and then you had scat. And so it was five days of um, watching films of cops just getting fucked up. 
<laughs> but no. they want to be there. They want to be there. They, it's a pride thing. I, I watched somebody get both shoulders fucking dislocated in a fight once at, at a, on, on the mat because they didn't want to give up. They, and they were, they had some kind of fucking shit going on. They didn't because they wanted to be there. They wanted yeah. to be there. They wanted to be cops and they wanted to fight. Uh, so on Warrior Mindset Training Week, we just watch video after video of cops get murdered, beat the fuck out of. Um, the one that sticks out to me the most is where that girl does a traffic stop. She tries to arrest the big black dude that's with his little daughter who's yeah. like six or seven. Turns around and just breaks her face, puts her into a coma, and just crushes everything with inside of her. Um, the dude that I was riding to the academy with at the time, I was carpooling with him because there wasn't enough parking. And so they really encouraged everybody to kind of carpool. And I was carpooling with this guy. He quit in the middle of one of the videos. He had an, he had a straight up anxiety attack. He had sweaty palms. He, he like couldn't breathe. He had like a fucking panic attack and he quit the academy that day. Dude, this is like the last three weeks till you graduate. This dude had a fucking pant because he, he couldn't he couldn't take uh you know and it wasn't five days though it was like three days of just constant watching cops get fucking murdered and then we were doing patrol techniques so you would come in in the morning and you would watch these shows of of, of uh, videos of guys getting fucked up then you would do patrol techniques and you would do everything wrong and you would get fucked up and then after lunch they would show more videos of cops getting fucked up you'd go do more patrol techniques and get fucked up and then after that week. You go to scat and then they're like, all they show you are videos of cops winning. And that's when you become a warrior because a protector, a protector doesn't understand that a protector mindset is that first week where you're just like, well, I, I want to protect people. You, you aren't going to protect people when there are fucking dudes. Like we're going to watch here in a second that will stand over and fucking pummel you to death with zero fear and zero fucks given only a warrior can go eye to eye only a mike tyson motherfucker imagine if you will mike tyson has a warrant for his arrest and he knows he didn't do anything wrong but you still have a warrant for his arrest and you still gotta go put cuffs on him are you ready for that are, are you a protector protect what are you protecting you're not protecting anybody from anything this is a warrant service for some bullshit you're not protecting anybody you have to be going a fucking warrior right now and go get the bad guy like tyler says you gotta be a wolf to go get the fucking wolf you're gonna go toe-to-toe -to -toe with mike tyson right now there's a lot be. more there's a lot more Mike Tysons out there than you think. Um, and we're gonna remember, show this video. Remember the Valor BK weigh-ins? <laughs> guys like that that'll fuck you up quick. Yo, could you imagine? Could you no. imagine that one dude with the one eye with the wolf dude that after he won his fight, he ran around the ring like he was a wolf and then he lifted up his leg and peed on his knocked out opponent <laughs> or fake peed on him? Could you fucking imagine Sir, that dude? Stop. <laughs> You'd have to shoot him. You'd have to fucking shoot them. You, this yeah. warrior mindset has to come back, guys. It has to come back. I don't know if it starts with this podcast, but you guys need to be fucking warriors. I, you need to be a badass motherfucker. And when you go into work, you need to be like, it's like you're going into fucking World War Three. Stop with this protector bullshit. Go out and find some shit, start some shit, and finish some shit. Um, so we don't have to see videos like this coming uh to theaters near you and uh we don't have a, a producer so i'm doing this by myself that's why there's a lack uh, a pause in space here here we go i'm gonna go ahead and play this whole body this, this whole body camera situation you can listen to it uh in your squad cars right now and uh here we go can you hear that yeah the chief only talks to people if they make a, uh, an appointment 
You only make you have to make an appointment with the chief to see him. Okay. All right. So uh, what you have is a, a young black male looks to be about six foot tall, um, pretty skinny, maybe looking like he's weighing about 165, 175 at the most, if I had to guess. Um, looks spry and athletic coming to uh, is this a front desk, Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. That guy's on some kind of duty gig like uh, maybe he's on. I hope to God that's not your permanent gig as a cop because you should not be wanting a permanent gig as a fucking desk jockey as a cop i agree i um i totally agree um i, I that's usually a spot for wounded cops uh cops who are recovering or, from something going through some shit trying to get their college degree real quick something like that i got in trouble once and i had to do that yeah like a week ago i remember <laughs> um so here we go he says he wants to talk to the chief um the the and here's the thing you're a desk officer and, and somebody comes to you and, and I'm going to Monday morning quarterback the fuck out of this. So if you don't like it, blow me. Um, and you can just eat me up in the chats, but I, I think it needs to be said and I'm going to say it. Um, customer service is, is key. You're a public servant. And uh, we forget that. Uh, and I've forgotten it too. I, I've been discourteous. I've been discourteous. Um, I, I recently posted uh, the next video that we're going to show you guys. I said, don't talk no shit. There won't be no shit. Some people kind of misinterpreted that and I, it's hard to explain things on social media with tone and everything. Um, but what I'm saying here is, is, is don't talk f further than you can act. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk like a badass if you're not a fucking badass, because you know, eventually you're going to get bit. You know what I'm saying? You talk shit long enough and there's going to be a badass motherfucker like this kid who's going to fuck you up for it. And, and you got to be able to back that up. But I would always uh, say that you sh that courtesy should should be the, uh, the goal here. He asked for the chief. Now, there's something wrong. You know, how many times have you worked the front desk and somebody come in and wanted to speak to the chief? Does that happen yeah. a lot? Maybe. Does it? Red, no, it's a red flag. That's a most it's people true. know in any organization, you can't walk into fucking the groceries. Well, I guess you could ask the general, but you typically you don't walk in and have the ability to speak to the head honcho of the organization. Everybody now, knows that. I also say that that chiefs always like to tell the public that there's an open door policy. Don't say that if you don't mean it. We know there's no open door policy to see the chief. That's bullshit. Uh, even a cop doesn't have an open door policy to the chief. You can't just walk up to the chief's office. My door is always open. No, it's not. No, it's not. You can't even get up there. You can't even get up the stairs without fucking seeing your secretary to let you in. Yeah. And she's not going to let you in. Um, so don't don't say there's an open door policy to the public. And there's not because I, I guarantee you this gentleman heard that somewhere. That there's an open door policy. I did. They talk about it all the time. I want to talk to your chief. I want to talk to your chief. They said at the, uh, the meeting, anytime we want to talk to the chief at the city council meeting, we can talk to the chief. I mean, that shit runs wild through the hood. That's true. That's true. They, think, though, yeah. they think that they have, they have access to you, um, and, and they don't. But when you go to the actual chief's office and ask for the chief, like you said, red flag. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um, and I, go ahead. A lot of places have um, uh, bigger agencies, like the one I'm at now. They have uh, captains for you know the areas, and the captain is like the chief of that little area. Like He right. makes the calls for how that's going to be policed, and he answers to it. So people 
will go and try and talk to that captain. But like I said, he has a secretary. He's busy. Like you can't just go into the building and talk to him and he's not going to come downstairs and talk to you. He's just not going to. Right. Um, which is also kind of bullshit. Um, in, in my opinion, because you are a public servant and these are the publics and this, this is the public that needs you. Um, because they're there for you. Now this gentleman comes up and he's like, I need to talk to the chief. I, I think right here is where the verbal judo kicks in. And if you are a warrior, if you're a true warrior and you're trained and you know, you don't have an ego anymore. You're like, Hey brother. Hey man, talk to me real quick. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get a hold of the chief for you. I'm going to get a hold of them. You're going to have to give me a few minutes. Cause Hey, listen, partner, uh, the chief's hard to get a hold of. The chief's real hard to get a hold of. I'm going to do my best to get a hold of him right now. In the meantime, you look like you need to talk to somebody. Um, you know, let's go ahead and start that conversation and I'm going to start getting a hold of the chief and start with that instead of, he ain't going to talk to you. Chief ain't going to talk to you. Do you think that helps Tyler when you come back with, mm -mm, I don't think the chief's going to talk to you, bud. Yeah. I use verbal judo a lot now because as I'm older, you know, when you're a young cop, you, you kind of like that fight. You like that seeing red, like that cowabunga it is baby. And you just start going. <laughs> But I mean, you realize like, dude, it fucking, you get hurt. You know, now there's all kinds of paperwork. Now there's cameras on you. Like, I don't like the way you struck that guy. Like, oh, cause he fucking bit me. Like, you don't like the way that I, <laughs> so like, right. you know, there's just a lot that comes to a fight. So I use verbal judo a lot. And just like you said, it's the way people want to be talked to. Now, if you're talking to someone respectfully and politely and you're trying to help them and that's not registering, then there's nothing you can do about it. That's going to be a fight. And they're not mentally there because nobody that's mentally there is going to be respected so well and still want to fight you. They're at least going to change their tone with you and talk about their issues. But they understand now that it's not you that's suppressing them. It's whatever. But, you know, well, you that's not how this guy reacts. And, and listen, this guy is a desk jockey. He's not under a whole immense amount of stress and pressure. Um, he could have been a public servant in this case, and he chose not to be. And it's obvious to everybody in the room that this guy is suffering greatly right now. This ain't a fucking joke. This guy came looking for help and he wanted it and he wanted it now. And look, maybe he got a ticket and he doesn't want the ticket, but like, it's obvious that this dude needs to vent. It's obvious that this is something different and we'll play it and let you, you see here what I'm talking about. You know what? Let me call somebody from my. Let me call somebody from IA. Good. I like that. Sounds like a good idea. Of course, IA is a bunch of pieces of shit, and they're not going to answer the phone either. <laughs> All right. Um, for audio purposes, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Yeah, but everybody you need to talk to, that you want to talk to, are, uh, you have to make an appointment to see them. Well, that's the way it's going to be. You can say no all you want. Okay. Okay. Okay, you piece of shit. Okay, you fucking dirtbag. Okay. Okay, you cocksucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Okay. Dick face. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's rude. I don't like it, 
That's not how you should treat somebody that's definitely going through some shit right now. This dude's fucking knocking on the table. You want him to be a school shooter? What happens when that dude pulls out a fucking bazooka from behind him and he blows your fucking head off or, or hits you with like some kind of weird IED out in the parking lot? You know what I mean? Like, is that not cross your mind at all in this situation? Like, there's something obvious that this dude is a time bomb and he's about to go off. And I feel like this dude is literally trying to speed up time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm still, I'm still active, so I still have. I, I don't know if you went full liberal yet, when, since you're not a cop. But it, no, but I his, act, his actions don't warrant. I don't give a shit how he felt. It doesn't warrant doing what he did. And there's a process to that. If you feel like a cop was shitty to you, because they are sometimes to people a lot, and I have to fucking stop complaints from happening because somebody wants to complain on my partner. And I'll be like, though, and and that my partner's in the wrong for the way they talk to another human being. However, that doesn't warrant, you know. No, no, I, I'm not defending that. You know, no, I'm not defending the criminal in this case at all. Um, I know it sounds like it is, uh, but what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to get across here is that with warrior mindset, um, I feel like right now this dude knows he's a fat. I'll say it right now. I'll say, it, and I hate doing this and I've never done this on the show before. And I'm going to do it right now for my first time ever. I'm going to assume what this cop's thinking and what I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to spec. I'm going to go full speculation here, but I, this is my Tanstradamus on this. This is a fat fucking cop who hates himself. It's a fat fucking cop that found himself behind a desk and he's a miserable fuck and he hates his fucking life. And the only ego he has, the only way to make himself feel better is that there's a bigger piece of shit in front of him. And instead of bringing him up, he's going to tear him the fuck down because this is the only time he's had balls and other. His fucking wife hates him because he's fat as shit. His kids don't respect him because he's fat as shit. And he stays at work all the fucking time and he does and he just complains and everybody around him probably fucking hates him. And that's why he's treating this guy that way. And that's not his fault. That's that's this protective mindset that we have instilled um, that we're just protectors sitting behind some kind of a desk and, and everybody's lost this badass motherfucker. This dude woke up today, this cop, and decided he's not a badass motherfucker anymore. And that's sad for him. And I hope to God that after this, he says, you know what? Not me, bitch. I'm not going to be on this video ever again, getting my fucking shit pushed in by somebody like this. I'm going to become a badass motherfucker like I was when I first got into this job. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. Because this guy's not a badass motherfucker. And that's why he's talking to this guy the way that he is. Because he fucking well, hates himself. Either that or he's going to watch this and then eat his gun because of you. He won't see this this podcast guys like that don't fucking listen to podcasts <laughs> i have someone who actually needs help can you have them? i have somebody that actually needs help this guy right here in front of you doesn't need fucking help he needs the fucking chief he doesn't need help what I don't know. I, I, again, I, 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 it was the cop, Tyler. This I never, dude. I was like, my, because I had a warrior mindset when I was a cop, and, and I wanted to be a badass motherfucker, and I wanted to be a protector because that all encompasses in one thing. And when somebody like this, I would have seen right off the bat that this dude is crying, crying for help. 
This guy is on the brink of an explosion. This guy is on the brink of chaos and doing something bad like suicide. And as a cop, I would be sitting, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this now and I would be, I, you need a hug. We tell, we tell everybody, stop. We, we don't want to respond with emotion. You're responding. Now let's lose some logic. Is there any background to this guy? Does this, is this guy a frequent flyer in that lobby? Does he have a rap sheet? Do we know any of that or no? They probably didn't put it in there. No, they probably wouldn't put that in there. I, I but I, things as a cop, that's what you need to, as a cop. When we watch these things, you know, maybe there's there's things that. No, we, I'll say the only reason I say it, Tyler, and the only reason I interrupt you is this because I've watched this like 15 times. I'm telling you, I don't know how many times you've watched this. When you see this guy's eyes, you know this is different. This isn't that. This isn't that fucking frequent flyer coming in the door. This isn't that. Uh, um, uh, I got pulled over for speeding, and um, and I no, you can tell from the this guy's eyes, you can tell from the guy this guy's tone here in a second, you can tell that this is something so much more. And if you can't see that, you shouldn't be a cop. Not you personally, this guy. Like, what's that? Have, Let's you see seen this video? have you seen this yet? I ha I've seen the the fight happen. I've seen that video four or five times, but not not so much this part. All right, and listen, maybe maybe I'm crazy. Let me let you get a look at it. I think from from watching this video several times, it is completely apparent that this guy is screaming for some kind of a help. Sir, don't be difficult. Just what? just there's no one that will talk to you. Probably will. No. Yeah. Because you're talking about some kind of manifestation. It's tell is that you know what that tells me? What? That you're mental. You're mental. Oh, oh, oh. Come say it to my it's, face. It's going down, baby. That sounds you know, like what you talked me? about that that one time though. You talked about how if you're gonna do this cowboy shit, you better know what you're doing. Because you can you can square up with someone that's gonna beat your ass and it's gonna suck. Yo, if if you call some like okay, you're coming at me with this manifestation, you know what that tells me? You're mental. Now, I want to break that down, Tyler. I want to break that down. This cop heard a manifestation, and he knows enough that this guy is mental, and he doesn't want to do shit about it. Sorry. Nobody wants to talk to you. That's his exact words. Nobody wants to talk to you. Yo, this is a man on fire standing in front of you. You can see it in his eyes. You can see the way that he's uh, beating those war drums in front of you. That's what he's doing. He's beating those fucking war drums. It's 100% what he's doing. People that are bitches ain't doing that. They're not doing that. This dude's beating his fucking war drum. This guy is in it to win it. This guy this guy wants to talk to somebody. He needs to talk to somebody. He's telling you he needs to talk to somebody. You've seen that he has some kind of manifestation, and you know that it's obvious that he's mental, and you come back with nobody wants to talk to you. And then this guy comes back and calls him a retard. They bleep that out. I think it's hilarious. He's like, I think you're mental. He's like, I think you're a retard. <laughs> and he's I like, like I, I think you're mental and he was like say it to my face bro it sent chills down my spine say it to my face you know that he's not fucking around you know that this man is a man on fire and he's not fucking around why do you want to do this dance the only reason you want to do this dance is because you're a fat piece of shit and you need to prove that you can still do this because you your ego is getting in the way because of your lack of being a warrior 
You have been passed on and now you're looking to redeem this thing inside of you to prove to yourself that you're still that guy. Homie, obviously you are not that guy. And if we had the warrior mindset and you were that guy, you would have immediately known, I don't want to fight you. My ego is not in the way. I don't want to fight you. You need a hug. You need to cry this out. You need to talk. You need a coffee. You need a donut. You need some fucking Chick-fil-A right now, homie. This did, you, is you, did you did you fucking did you take over Drew Breezy's spot in the fucking hug a thug over here? No, dude, but you I know fucking, you need a hug, brother. Dude, listen, I know when somebody is I know when somebody maybe it's a sixth sense. I thought everybody had this. I thought this would be one of those common sense things that you look at and you, this is a guy, this is a flat tire on the side of the road and you can either put your blinders on and act like you didn't see it or you can be a good, decent human being, pull over and fucking do it. This is a flat tire. This is so obvious that this guy is, is, is going, it's imminent. This is an imminent suicide. It's an imminent shooter. It's an imminent what's about to happen. It's imminent. And, but, and it blows, but you but, know but, just as well as I do, Eric. You know just as well as I do that shit. These people are going to snap at some point. The help doesn't help them. It just kind of prolongs the fact that they're they no. are going to they Tyler, are going to have an episode. You, Tyler, I know for a fact. I've known you uh, for a couple months now, and I and I've hung out with you, broke bread with you. I know for a fact. You, I know a hundred percent. Again, all Monday morning quarterback. You, I know hundred percent. You would have said, "Hey, brother, are you okay?" Yeah, but. You would have done it. You would have done it because you're a warrior and you know better than that. You wouldn't have been like, sorry, dude, nobody wants to talk to you. I feel like you talk to me like you're my dad. Like, I, I know you're dad. good, son. You're I, know you're, I know you're good. I know you're, I know you're one of the good ones, son. <laughs> uh, look, I, we always defend cops on this channel. Um, and, and I love to defend the cops on this channel. And, and I am, to, I, I want to go back to saying, uh, this guy can do better and it's it's not his fault <laughs> it, it's this protective oh, mindset what? no the cop it's not the cop's oh, fault okay okay I'm okay I was like, we lost eric the cop here in this scenario uh, the cop has been beaten by the protector mindset he's gotten fat he's no longer a warrior and he's talking like a little bitch um, because of the defend the, the, the police population. All this has gone to his head. All the propaganda has weighed its toll. It's taken its toll on this entire department. I'm going to play this tape out and you'll see what I'm talking about. And all I can say is that um, this man needed some help. You could have given him this some help. You could have made this story so much better if you would have just had a warrior mindset about it. Because a warrior would have known that this is a fucking... Uh, a bad wolf that wants to be a good wolf again or something like that. I don't know. I see it in this guy's eyes. I'm passionate for this, this cat. He's fucking dying inside. Something has crushed him. This is a man on fire. Like I said, I don't know if it's his dad abused him one too many times. I don't know if, if he's tired of the gang life. I don't know, but he's done. He's at rock bottom. He's been defeated and this is it. And, and you, you have one, two things. You can play into it, and what's going to happen is going to happen. We're going to see that here in a second. Or two, you, you could be a hero right now and say, like, look, dude, it's obvious that you've hit a boiling point, and I want to turn it back. I want to turn the heat down a little bit. Talk to me, home dog. What's going on? Talk to me. This dude would have broke down and cried like a little bitch. He would have cried like a little bitch. He would have been like... <laughs> Man, my fucking wife left me and this guy gave me a ticket. He's a fucking asshole. My mom's dead. And you would have been uh, you would have been a hero, but you didn't. 
but you didn't. And uh, I want to play this back one more time. Here we go. Let's watch it. You're mental. This cop doesn't even pause. He's like, he takes his glasses off, walks out to Sally Port. Oh, God. His partner's got to be in like, God damn it. All right. He's walking with a purpose down the hall. Look, you, okay. And we know the adrenaline's up because he tries to open the door and it doesn't open because he has to have a key fob. Like his adrenaline is so far through the roof because he's not a warrior because he's not a warrior, because he doesn't have a plan. He's, he's already five steps uh, ahead of what his brain can even comprehend. So he's out of the fight already. I, I, I understand exactly what he's going through. So now he's got to unlock the door. Here it goes. Gets in the Sally Port door. Homeboy's stretching out. Homeboy's in the, in the lobby getting warmed up. You know it's going down. And you've got four doors to prevent this. Tyler, four doors this cop had to go through. One, Two, no, I'm sorry. Three, three doors that this cop had to go to. And yeah, I will say, I will, I will say you're, you're absolutely right about that. Now, this wasn't a cop in line at McDonald's that just got assaulted or accosted or run up on by this guy, you know, and when you are a warrior, you are, you are, there's things about you that you don't, you don't hurt who you don't have to hurt. This guy's showing clear indications that you're going to have to hurt him, even if there's eight of y'all. So it's probably more. It's probably best to shut the lobby down, get everybody there, get a team, and take this guy into custody without hurting him as much as you possibly can. One sure. cop, even if the cop came out on top, he's gonna have to fuck that dude up. And yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be a little bit on my heartstrings too with you. Does that guy deserve to be tuned up when he's out of his fucking mind? Probably, you know, sure. if he's that far out, probably not. Sure. No, I mean, listen, I don't mind giving an ass woman when an ass woman's due. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, look, I, I here's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I like your heartstrings there. I, I wouldn't be so quick to want to tune him up. One, because I would fucking know better. I would know that this guy is, you come say it to my face. Bro, bro, when in the hood do you have a guy? Now, you know, you know the ones that say, say it to my face when they're doing this. Say it to my face. Say it to my face. Say yeah. it to my face. As they're backing up as they're they're moving back. This dude's stone cold. Say it to my face. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's different. It's different. You know, this is going to be violent. And I wouldn't want, even me being back in the day when I was just in bomb ass shape, had the cardio of a fucking uh, zebra being chased by a tiger. Uh, I still would not want to go toe to toe with this. This guy looks like the kind of guy that's going to give you a fucking good fight. I mean, yeah. he's athletically built in everything, and he's spry, and he has something to fight for. And I don't, I don't even know what it is. He might be fighting because some cop just killed his brother. You know what I mean? Some real braveheart shit. <laughs> so this cop goes through three fucking doors. One he can't even get into because he forgot to unlock it first, and so he knows he's going into a fight, but he's not ready for it. Let's play it out. You have to leave now, sir. Or what? You have to leave now, sir. Call someone right Yeah, you, you have to leave. Why? Leave. Make me leave. Leave. Make me leave. Make you leave? Yeah. Make me leave. Make sure this is on. You have to leave, sir. Make me leave. Say that shit again. You called me retarded. Say that shit again. You're mental. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Lambo. Huh? All right, for the audio listeners, this guy has just dropped this cop completely onto his back, and now he's holding him down by his chest, standing over top of him, and not fucking him up. He's not fucking the cop up. He just, he fucking tackled the, the cop, got him on the ground. He's got knee on belly. He's got uh, big, strong grips on on both sides of his armpits. Um, he's in total control of the cop. Again, not fucking the cop up. He's not throwing any punches. Ain't nobody call somebody. So he's laying on top of him. He's like, I'm not fucking around with you. You fucking call someone so I can talk to somebody. Like, dude, I'm telling you, this guy is for real. Get off me. And he gets off. The cop says, get off me. He shoves him back and stands up. This kid's a fucking warrior. This kid's a fighter. Or he's got something to fight for. He's a man on fire. And he's barefoot. And the cop says, stay the fuck right there. And then attacks the dude again. The cop the cop uh, initiates this next uh, barrage here. And no punches thrown again. But he fucking slams this cop back on the ground again. Now the cop's back on his back, laying on his black, and the kids the kids like say it again. Say it again. Now the cop can't even get up. That's how fast I, I think I think his his um what is it? Have you ever experienced something where like your body's your adrenaline's up so much that your body's just starting to not respond to something because you're just not used to it and you have to train yourself to do stuff like this and i think his body's shutting down on him like he's like ah oh he is yeah because he can't even stand up so right now he's trying to grasp he's like climbing a ladder he's hanging on to the fucking uh you know, it's like when a boxer gets knocked down, he's just like trying to get on the ropes and he's like, yeah. but he hasn't even been punched yet. It doesn't look like he's just been slammed twice. We can do this all day. Yes, we can. Yeah, we can do this all day. He's like, we could do this all day. Cause like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. You know what I'm saying? Like, bitch, yeah. no, you can't. No, you can't do this all day. I like where your heart's at. I like that your heart's still in it. You didn't give up. All right. Don't eat your fucking gun yet. There's still hope. There's still hope for you, my man. Still hope my my fucking white knight, but it ain't now. The time's not now. You ain't got it in you, homie, because you you're not that guy no more. You're not that guy anymore. Yeah. So now, because the cop is a protector mindset and not a warrior mindset, he's got slammed on the ground twice, and now he pulls his fucking gun out, and he doesn't even pull his gun out with intent to fucking use it. He limp wrists it. The fucking warrior, the real warrior in this situation, the real wolf, I won't call him a warrior. The wolf in this situation is like, <laughs> okay, bitch, like put out your little fucking claws and uh, the gun's going to do nothing. <laughs> They're fighting over the gun. Did he just shoot that gun or was that the chair? We got to go back because it sounded like two gunshots. They're fighting over the gun. Um, and the gun is pointed at a wall. Now, in the now, chair. now, someone, someone's entered the chat, right? I can see somebody right there in the bottom left-hand corner. He's does he coming in to assist the uh, apprehension? Um, I guess. I don't, it, 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 you'll see in a <laughs> They're fighting over this gun. Okay, now we have two we have a cop and a civilian doing the tackling here. 
Not today. Yeah. So I hear <laughs> here. <laughs> He's like, hey, how do I get out of here? <laughs> Who is it, yeah? I have no idea. <laughs> so All right, we're just going to roll them over. Take my gun yeah. out. Take my gun yeah. out. So the cop that just got assaulted, accosted, uh, lost his fucking gun belt. The whole belt broke. Give me my Look at it. He's, this is such a mess. And you got, I don't know, is this a guy or a girl? What is this thing over what, here? Can we get, <laughs> I don't know if this is or just some old dude. I don't know, but uh, has like a Karen cut. Very odd. Um, do, you have a, do, you have a, do you have the lobby footage? No, but I've got this sergeant right here. He doesn't have a gun belt on. He's got full uniform and no gun belt. Maybe he just came from the locker rooms. Um, something like that. No, bro, uh, that's how admin rolls around, dude. I mean, he might be upper uh, echelons in a small department as a sergeant. You know, like those small departments, a sergeant goes a long way, and they fucking roll around and they sit around all day without their fucking gun belts on. They're for show. When they're on. On. This is fucking weird. Get off the on yourself. Is this Bush thing with frosted tips that they keep blurring out? Is that because it's a civilian? Why do they keep blurring out frosted tips? Probably, probably, because they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got some for you on that, boy. Yeah. I got some for all of you. So now this is a civilian. Yeah. Civilian. I mean, uh, and, 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 and Eric, this looks really bad when you're the cop and you got to have two civilians come apprehend somebody. Yeah, the civilian's talking better shit than you. He's like, well, it will be today, is it, buddy? No worries. Let's go. I'm gonna see you again. Hope so. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the cop. Watch. What's your first name? Okay. Um, I'm just gonna yeah, Nobody's gonna talk. Need a transport. Probably and he not. does have some uh, mental health. He has right some down. mental health, so they're going to take him to a mental right, health bro. facility after all of that. Uh, which we could have done that before all this other shit. But now look, now they're going outside. Look how many fat people. Fat cop. Fat cop. Fat civilian or cop. I can't tell, but he's super fat. fat I don't know, dude. That that dude, polo shirt right there, bro. He looks like he could fuck somebody up. That's a big dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He looked like he was a monster back in the day, but that that day's past. That that's a gut now. Um, uh, here's here's my here, here's where I'm going with all this, guys. Nobody there was in shape. Nobody there was a warrior. And at the end of the day, the warrior mindset would have fixed a lot of this. A warrior mindset. Somebody who knows what one that wouldn't have got their ass whooped like they just did by this guy. But two, they would have seen. It was obvious to everybody that this was a mental patient. And so, uh, with all of the knowledge that we have about mental patients. I mean, even when we didn't need, I, th this is where, this is where it's crazy. And we, and, and, and I'll, I want to clip this. Um, I'll wave to the camera so we know to clip it. Um, just in case, cause I know what people are going to do. Uh, you used to be big supporter of cops. I remember the days when you did these breakdowns and you, and you backed up the police and you didn't, you know, you, you know, now you're just one of those bleeding heart liberals. Even back when I was a cop before George Floyd, before Ferguson, before Ferguson, before all of that, I, we, the guys that I worked with, 
never, they, they knew the difference between a piece of shit being a piece of shit and somebody who just genuinely needed fucking service. And I think in this case, this kid genuinely needed to service. He was a flat tire on the side of the road. And, and, if, and if you wouldn't let your ego get in the way, and this is where this, this is how I want to bring it back to positive. It's a new year. Don't let those guys in the locker room convince you that New Year's resolutions are stupid and that you're not going to get back in shape. And, oh, it's New Year's. That's why you're trying to get in shape. That won't last. Why do you have to wait till New Year's? You're not serious if it has to be a New Year's. It's overrated to do New Year's. New Year's resolutions are gay. They're stupid. No, what's stupid? And then, and then this is where you plug factor meals. And the, what's stupid is when you get your ass kicked. <laughs> mental wellness and mental health starts with a good night's sleep. So we're proud to par- partner with people like Ghostbed, ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack for 50% off right now. Sleep so good, it's scary. And I hope that this, uh, I hope that uh, everybody here has a, has a ghost bed so that uh, y- you have the mental capacity to, d- to deal with these kinds of things. And if you're tired and you're not getting the sleep that you need, it's going to cause you to get fat like these cops here. Um, also not having a good plan. Factor Meals, meal planning to the next level. Go to factormeals.com forward slash five zero for 50% off. Use the promo code Wolfpack50 for 50% off. And what that is is chef chef made, fresh, never frozen meals delivered right to your door so that you don't have to go to the grocery store, buy the groceries, be tempted to buy the fat cakes, the cupcakes, the pound cakes, the chips, all that stuff. These are delivered right to your door. They're chef prepared. Cooked, ready to go. All you got to do is throw them in the microwave for two minutes, even if you got one of those peasant microwaves at the fire station. So, but now's the time to use products like Factor Meals that are completely healthy. These are great meals, dude. Bar, uh, chick, uh, ranch bacon chicken with uh, green beans and taters. They got steak. They got meatloaf. They got vegetarian options. They got calorie conscious options. They've got protein meals with over, uh, um, what is it like 50 grams of protein uh, per, per meal? Um, the calorie conscious meals are all 550 calories and below for these meals. These are great substitutions so that you're not having to go out to the Chick-fil-A's every day and, and get fat as shit. Have a fucking plan, man. Be that warrior. Be that badass motherfucker that we all want to see, dude. Remember those videos? Remember those videos in the YouTube that I am the wolf. I am the crusader. We used to make fun of. Remember those? Uh, like, smoke and the cops coming up with the fucking cool gun. Oh, yeah. Cuffs on it. Yo, getting you all jacked up, man. You want to put that thin blue line on your underwear and on your shirt and your undershirt. You just had all this pride, that highest pre-decor of the job that the warrior mindset brought. When's the last time somebody made a cool fucking moto YouTube video for cops? You can't. Well, you can if you're not affiliated, but agencies won't do that anymore out of liability. They won't. You know, as soon as somebody says you killed my son because you trained warriors like that or you trained killers, you know, the cops, I get it. I don't get it. You can't have the Punisher skull, right? Okay, whatever. Some, you know, it is what it is. Now there's agencies saying that you can't have the blue line. Like, oh, yeah. bro, have, you got to have some pride at some point. You know, it's like the thing with the meal thing you were just talking about. I, I pride myself in going into the fucking ghetto ass gas station, throwing my meal in the microwave for two minutes and staying fucking as healthy as I can because it's a pride thing, right? You know, it, it's 
trying to keep your body healthy underneath the worst circumstances. Nobody else has to go into the fucking 7-Eleven at the fucking where there was just a shooting the other night and pop it. You ever been on a shooting scene and pop your meal in the microwave at the gas station? I've done that like three or four times. You know, you do what you got to do and in order and, and, and you have that excuse. Oh, I'm just going to eat like shit. When I'm done, I'm going to go and get two fucking burgers from McDonald's because I deserve it. You do. You really do. Over everybody else in society that gets to go home and have a meal with their family. You deserve it. However, you chose this profession. You are sharp minded. You are a warrior. We expect more from you. Stay healthy. What's the difference in going to that crime scene and popping your factor meal in the microwave versus just going to that same gas station and buying the, you know, the, the bag of $12 beef jerky and sucking it down with a fucking big gulp of, of diet Coke or a monster energy drink. What's the difference? Uh, I, I mean, like it, people would be like, dude, what are you doing? Microwaving your meal? And I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to eat like shit. Yeah. I don't, yeah, and, and it's serious. It's, it's, I lose weight. It, you are what you put in your body. So right, all right, all right there, you know, anything that some, you know, like factor meals can cook for you and provide for you is going to be better anything than anything in that gas station. There's nothing in that gas station that's going to be good for you to eat. I get it. If if you have nothing, maybe they have like a little sandwich that you can buy to hold you over until your meal. But, you know, it's all about the it's taking pride in it. You know, I want to be the one that eats the fucking chicken and rice and, and, and bypasses the pizza on the, on the briefing room table and doesn't eat the giant box of donuts that's sitting there. You know, I, I take pride in that and that I, I know that I'm eating healthy. Uh, I know I said I was going to get back to guns and coffee, uh, cafe, cafe, cafe. Um, and I, I didn't get back to his thing, but, uh, everybody's making some like really good points in here. And I want to just touch on them really quick from the live chats before we get out of here. I know we're running a little bit late, but, uh, you know, it's, it's the kind of church we run around here. It's the kind of church that fucking runs late every Sunday. Uh, make your tithe and offering bitches. Um, <laughs> uh, Let's see. Somebody says, uh, "I got a Jesus." Somebody said, "Tansy's gonna get a fuck twelve tattoo on his neck." <laughs> a lot of love for the black dude in this one. It says, uh, "Black dude is yoked." Polo dude is jacked. All right, okay. Civilian or one of the jump out crew. Okay, so um, uh, Guns and Cafe also said in here uh, that the um, the the kid, the kid showed mercy, and some a tactical dude said, uh, "Yeah, here we go." Tactical dude says uh, the suspect also haven't been that dumb. Um, no, he shouldn't, but I think it's obvious, you know, people hit rock bottom in different ways and, and bad things happen to people. And we have to be mindful of that, not just because of the color of his skin or anything like that. But I mean, let's, let's talk about the color of his skin. If this would have been, um, if this would have been, uh, an Asian kid, if this would have been a white kid, if this would have been a white kid and he came, he's like, I want to talk to the chief right now, you know, would you have acted different? My point being is it's obvious to me that this kid was on a nut on the next level. And when I say man on fire, I, I, I haven't seen a video that we've broken down yet where a kid is hurting this much in the face and only knows one way how to have that outlet. And it's almost like we have empathy for Killdozer. Right. Like everybody's kind of like immortalized killdozer made him like a legendary guy because he's sick. Or how about Ruby Ridge? Right. Just a green beret that wants to get the fuck out uh, off the grid. And the and the FBI shows up in ghillie suits and shoots and kills his son. He became a man on fire that day. That's different. That's different. And bad shit's going to happen when you've got a dude that's a man on fire. So, you know, we immortalize guys like killdozer or um, 
you know, when, when people are at rock bottom, you got to empathize with that. And I see this guy as something happened. I'd love to know the backstory of what put this guy here. But this is different, man. This is rock bottom. This is what's the movie where the guy goes into the, uh, the, the, the was it like a convenience store and he puts the money down and he, and he just, I am, up. I am Sam or something like that. Is that it? I don't know, but he's the guy with it, it, the guy, uh, he has a briefcase and the suit and tie and he just loses yeah, his fucking yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah because, because just a buildup of shit. He's at rock bottom, but he's trying to let everybody know. I need your fucking help. Like I need you to just, 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 just do this for me. Just do this for me and everything will be okay. Just do this. And they won't do it. And he fucking blows up and goes on a kill spree. I don't know. For for, for this case, this guy really didn't look like a criminal, a suspect falling of anything. Down. That's what he called. looked falling down. Yeah. This guy looked like uh this guy looked like a, a falling down situation. Like th this guy really needed help. He really, really needed help. And I think it was obvious to everybody. I mean, dude, this kid was really fucking angry. What's he angry at? You think he's angry at something petty? I doubt it. Not to be that angry. Not to be like, say it to my face, bitch. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a little bit more. And, and, and I hope, I hope you guys are cognizant enough. You, you, you police officers out there to know the difference between somebody that's some real deal shit and just your bozo gang member doing bozo gang member shit. But this guy had no indicators that he was a gang member. He wasn't wearing gang colors. He didn't have gang drip. He doesn't have any fucking neck tattoos, da -da 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 tattoos. He, you know, um, didn't, it didn't look to be like a crackhead or anything like that. He looks like a healthy, fit young man that just looks like he is fucked in the head. And he needs help. Um, Michael Anderson says, felony troopers in Ohio have to maintain so they're all fit. I think that's a great idea. I do too. I've always said that there should be a height and weight standard for police officers. It's no? fair. It's fair. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think, no, I agree. I just don't think you could do it nowadays. There's just not enough people applying. If you change the culture of law enforcement and made, which would take decades and made people want to come be warriors again, like, uh, yeah, you could do that because you'd have enough applicants. But right now, I mean, this shit's so fucking foobar. Yeah. You don't even have to be a fucking citizen anymore, dude. <laughs> Reginald Rutherford says work and NC had me sucking down 32 ounces of sweet tea every day. I cut down on it uh, to two a week. I lost uh, 15 pounds in a year. I love to see that, man. I want to see you guys get in shape, man. I want you guys to be, I want you to want your kids or the kids that see you at work. Because honestly, dude, it's, it's, it's all about the next generation. The next generation of kids want to be cops. Do you want that kid that, that when you walk into the grocery mart, do you want the little kid that's standing with his mama to look at you and be like, Oh, I wanted to be a cop, but that, you know what I mean? Like he wants to see a superhero. Be the fucking superhero that these kids want to see. They don't want to see you fat pieces of shit. That's sad, man. That fucking sucks. And you know it sucks. You're you're angry at me talking, calling you out about it right now because you know it sucks. I know it sucks. I know it sucks getting fat as fuck. I get it. It's depressing as shit. But you know what? My kids called me fat daddy for like the last year and a half. Because my one son told me I looked pregnant. And then they all started calling me fat daddy. And my wife you gotta was... Love my yeah, wife I love was, kids, man. They're so honest. <laughs> they are. And my wife was like, hey, you're not going to talk to your father that way. And I said, hey, let them. They're right. I'm the fat daddy. I'm right. And every time they say it to me, it hurts. And I'm going to do something about it at some point. I don't know what I'm going to do. And it took me a while, man. But the longer it took me, you know, um, you got to do it. You got to fucking do it.
And, and, and I don't know what it's going to take for you. I don't know if it's a committed diet. I don't know if it's calling a priest. I don't know if it's putting a picture of Rocky Balboa on your mirror. I don't know if it's joining BJJ CrossFit, uh, the uh, fucking donut on Monday's gym, Prime, whatever that gym is. I don't know what it is, uh, but you need to be the superhero that we want you to be. We want you to look like a fucking Superman. I want you to be the Batman. I want you to be the Punisher. I want you to be a goddamn warrior. And uh, and I don't want to see videos of 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 you getting fucked up by by folks like this. And I'm sorry I didn't get to the um, the courtroom thing. We ran out of time, but you can go to our Instagram. There's a video of it there on both Eric Tanzi and Failure to Stop. You can follow Anti Hero Podcast at Anti Hero Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and wherever, and on TikTok as well. But you can also find Tyler as what is it at Tatted Up Cop or something. Tatted cop official. Tatted cop official. Fuck yeah. Say it again. Say <laughs> it again. <laughs> Dude, he ain't a hot daddy. He a fat daddy. <laughs> dude. I'm um, never calling you Eric again. I'm going to address you as fat daddy for the rest of my hey, life. <laughs> dude, I, listen, I need it, dude. And, um, you, you know, yesterday, uh, last story, like yesterday at jiu-jitsu, um, I went like four matches. And um, on Monday, I did five and projectile vomited all over the bathroom. And like somebody brought me a towel. And, and I, it was so embarrassing, man. And, and uh, I got done yesterday. And um, I put it on some dudes. I mean, I, granted, these guys kind of let you do it, you know, because they're, they're helping you train. They're, they're kind of going soft on you. Again, like you were saying, like doing the, the little you know, like your son trying to wrestle daddy type shit, you know, but you really feel like you're going to win it. And, um, so I was really putting on it and some guy said that like, I rolled hard or something like that. And I was like, yeah, why, why can't I breathe? Why can't, why can't I breathe? How can you just talk to me so normal? And I can't fucking breathe, you know? And, um, I get it, dude. Like I feel shitty at the end of uh jujitsu, um, because I can't breathe and everybody else is just kind of looking at me like gross. And I am, I'm gross, but you know what? Give me six months. I'm not going to be gross anymore. And uh, you can call me the cult guy and, and do all those things. Well, I don't care, man. I'm, I'm at, at this point in life at 40 years old, whatever it fucking takes. I don't give a shit what anybody says about me. I'm going to be the fucking superhero. My kids want to see. And, and more importantly, you need to be the cop. That's the superhero. Not because you want to look good or have, you know, this ego boost or anything like that. But really seriously, uh, get your shit together. It's 2024. It's a new year. Get your shit together. Get it straight. Get it tight. Be the fucking warrior that we want you to be. Stop being a fat fuck. Stop being a little bitch. Stop uh, trying to do these little hostile work environments because people are shaming you. Fix it <laughs> and become a fucking man. Get it right. Or woman. Anything else? No, man. I think you summed it up. What's fat shame? Yeah. Bring, make fat shaming cool again. Yeah, I remember last story when I was in the military. Yeah, we, I had one of those hardcore battalion sergeant majors. Yeah, and he walked in the chow hall, and he goes, "Look at it to some kid, some fat kid." He goes, "Look at your plate and look at your belly," and then he knocked it on the ground and knocked his tray on the ground. <laughs> said he couldn't eat. Dude, I love, you for life. <laughs> I love that. You know, I wasn't fat when I was a cop. You know, I was a fucking stud. And, um, but I was obsessed with ice cream. I was kind of like Joe Biden in that sense. I, 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 you know, I empathize with, with, with Joe Biden on the ice cream thing. Cause I was that guy, even through the Academy, I kept a quart of ice cream in the freezer and on breaks, I would go and eat ice cream and everybody would talk mad shit to be like, dude, why are you fucking eating? I'm like, I'm obsessed. I can't stop. I've been on murder scenes, like licking on uh Chick-fil-A soft serve cones, just, just licking it. 
standing over a dead body. Um, so like I'm a I'm a big uh, a big ice cream guy, and um, so I I used to like just constantly I would be driving my patrol car with an ice cream cone, and like other cops would pull up next to me and just be like, but you can't really you, you couldn't shame me because I could beat them at almost everything back then. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like that's my thing. If you can perform, I don't care what you eat. I don't. I I'm not going to invest my time in criticizing what you look like or eat if you can perform. I've seen guys you know, with huge bellies that can run five miles in 40 minutes. That is what yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's kind of fun. Like I had like one, like I had like the second or third highest Popat time in, in my academy. You know, so I was like, fuck it, dude. When you can beat me at the Popat, when the other 26 of you guys can beat me at the Popat, then you can talk shit about me eating fucking ice cream. Because I fucking love it. Now, dude, I, if I ate ice cream right now, I feel so ashamed that I ate it. Because I because I was getting so fat. Um, but just to let you guys know, uh, in just one month, with with no uh, no diet, I've just been just doing BJJ. I went from like two twenty six, and uh, I'm now down to two seventeen. Today I got on the scale, uh, and and I was at two fourteen point eight. So uh, it comes off faster than you think. You just got to get started, and um, you know, that's just a humble brag there. But dude, uh, dude, dude, if anybody wants a quick, a real kickstart, a real kickstart, and this is fa- the three day fast, the 72 to 80 hour fast, depending on your sleep cycle. I lost 10 and a half pounds in three days. And it's like noticeable. It was noticeable. I don't know. I might have gained it all back. I did it just to do it, to prove myself that I could do it because I don't want to be associated with people that are like, I could never do that. Like, Okay, well, there's there might be a time in your lifetime where the world goes to shit and you can't eat for a week, can I? You know, so you can do it, but yeah, yeah, ten and a half pounds. Um, baby. Henry, Michael Henry says my fat ass dominated on the range, running, actually running, speed and accuracy drills, and it made me realize that I still have some sort of usefulness. You know, Michael Hendricks, you're uh, I've been doing a lot of gold panning with my kids because we got gold panning stuff for <laughs> for Christmas. It's been a lot of fun. I'm actually like a fucking rock nerd now. Got a little app on my phone where like scanning rocks and everything. But uh, you're like a you're you're like one of those ugly fucking rocks. But if you polish you down a little bit, you're beautiful inside. And you just need there to polish go. that out, baby. Just polish that out. Let's see that beautiful, that beautifulness inside. A little bot, body positivity after some fat shaming. You know what I mean? That's how we do it here on the Fair Stop Podcast Network. We couldn't be here without all you guys in the live chats. We love y'all. Share us with a friend. Share the episode right now on your Facebook. Share it on your Facebook. Even if one person sees it, that's great. That's one more that we didn't have. I'd love to see more people in the uh, in the in the family of, of live chats. We also have the Wolfpack underscore or FTS underscore Wolfpack. It's the private group. It's like a little coffee mug on there. It says guns up, giddy up. That's the private group. You answer one question. You're in. No rules, dude. Memes galore. It's a safe space. You can say whatever the fuck you want. There's no administrators, moderators there to fuck. Do you want to talk shit? Go ahead and talk shit. Let's go. Um, like I'm not banning anybody on that site for anything um, unless it's like just unreasonable and it's going to get the, the actual it actually uh, interferes with Facebook rules, right? So, like, if you say something on there that Facebook doesn't like, I mean, that's not us kicking you off. That That's fucking Facebook. So, nothing I can do about that. But uh, some dark-ass memes on there. I love to see them. Um, that's been a very fun group to be a part of. We got a big show coming up next week, it looks like. We're doing the Ruby Ridge breakdown with an actual Green Beret. So, really stoked about that. If you haven't hit the sports show on Thursday, go hit that. If you, uh, Monday's coming back. Monday, hard strong. We got the uh, Cat Williams interview that's just blowing the doors off of the Illuminati and all this stuff. Also, if you want to catch up on all the politic news, that's on Wednesdays, True Crime 
time on Tuesdays and then go to our Patreon. I'm going to be dropping some more. The great thing about the news that we're going to do on Patreon, Josh and I, the Patreon news is I can say whatever we want on Patreon and I don't have to play by YouTube's rules. So if you want to just that really uncensored raw dog political news, hear what I actually really think about life and things, then go to be on Patreon. If that's not your cup of tea, I totally get it. But there are other things on there. Hard time. There's uh down the pole, uh, all sorts of stuff that that's out on our Patreon. It's $3 a month and it keeps everything on this channel actually moving and going and keeps the wheels spinning. So, um, what am I going to do? Another Falconator that I shouldn't have started that because, uh, well, I'll bring it back if we hire this 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 uh, this this publicist secretary that can do all of that work and finding the guests for me and doing the emails and setting up the times and stuff. I'm not that organized anymore. I just it's 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 gotten to be too much running and managing six shows. Is it, my my calendar already? I can't even read my own calendar because it's so full of shit. Um, and it's impossible for me to, to at this point stay organized. So, so something's got to give. Um, and uh, if you guys want to help out with that, the super chats always helps. Thank you guys for those paid YouTube members like yourself, Volcanator. That always helps all that stuff. I mean, you guys are doing the Lord's work for us. Keeps this thing going. At the end of the day, we want to keep your first responders informed and entertained, but Hey, we're fucking first responders. We gotta be hard on each other, right? Don't have soft skin. Don't have soft bellies. Get hard, stay hard, guns up, giddy up.